You're listening to the B-Side Podcast on Brick Radio. If you like what you hear or think there's an artist or band we should have in studio, let us know in the comments. Otherwise, sit back, relax, tune in, and turn on. What's up, Brooklyn? Thanks for tuning in to tonight's special B-Side. I'm your host, Norman Edwards, and today we have a treat in store for you all. With a career that spans four decades in jazz, funk, and R&B circles, Chuck Fowler has accompanied many legendary artists such as Harry Sweets Edison, Hank Mobley, and Leon Thomas, to name a few. His artistry as a performer parallels his commitment as a music educator. He's here with his band Higher Energy, ready to give us some smooth tunes to vibe with. So stay tuned and keep it locked here for one spiritual concert. First of all, we're really glad to have you guys here today, you know, like, and you guys are like, giving me some life right now, I'm a musician myself, so this is great. If you guys could introduce yourselves going down the line from our lovely percussionist here and give a statement about your experience with Higher Energy. Okay, I'm T Sharp, percussionist. I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And uh, working with Higher Energy is wonderful because I feel like I found a home. I know I found a home, actually. Hmm. With some wonderful musicians, who respect each other, who respect life, and we're always pushing each other. Mr. Drummer. My name is Sipo <laughs> Kunyana. I'm originally from Cape Town, South Africa, and uh, my experience with High Energy has been really great over the last uh, couple of years, maybe going on three years now. Again, as Chi said, you know, we push each other, we explore different areas and push ourselves. Yeah, it's and uh, it's great to be among friends. Yeah, Doing yeah. that. Doing That's that. right. Shoot. Mr. Bass. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Paul Ramsey. I'm from Queens, New York. And my experience with High Energy has been just a journey. I've been playing with Chuck, I believe, before it was High Energy. <laughs> so we go way back a while. But it's been a pleasurable experience, you know, with the group playing with the cats. Been nice. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Cambridge Heights, Queens, right? All right. right. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and of course, Mr. Chuck Fowler. Indeed. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you came up with Higher Energy. Well, great. Thank you. Where do we start? Uh, I'm Chuck Fowler. I was born and raised in Harlem. And um, coming up, there was a spirit that was there. And to watch people, you know, grow up with character, with respect, um, was something that impressed me. That coupled with really believing in the healing power of music. 
And that was the commitment, and that's what became the foundation for higher energy. Mm. So I'm honored to be with my fellow musicians, brothers, and that were founded on, shall I say, consciousness, spirituality, and a commitment to contribute to our community. Mm, absolutely, and I think today the, the community definitely needs that. <laughs> you know, you know, everything that's going on with the world and stuff like it's right here. So, so, I, so I really do appreciate that. And um, what was some of the music that you guys were listening to growing up, starting with percussionists? Oh, blues. Well, my family we had a group, and so we played cover tunes with R and B. But uh, you know, listening experience was blues, jazz. I used to listen to uh, radio. La Habana, Cuba. Hey. Yeah, you know, because uh, then, I'm not going to say how long ago, but then, <laughs> then uh, the radio, the regular radio, you can get uh, Havana and, uh, you know, in North Carolina during the daytime. Well, still, you can hear it. But at night, it's clear as a bell, you know? <laughs> and my folks would say, hey, what you doing listening to that? You know, you don't know what they're saying. No, I'm listening to the music. Uh, okay, that's cool. You know, you listen to the music, and what they were talking about was propaganda anyway, so it didn't really matter. So that's what I listened to a lot of. Mr. Drummer? In my household, uh, we listened to a lot of uh, South African music. Miriam Makeba, Huma Sekela, mm. uh, Abdullah Ibrahim, other, other South African artists not as well known. And as I got a little older I, in this country, I got exposed to people like uh, you know, more of the 70s R&B, James Brown, and mm. well, he's a little before the 70s, but that's when I, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, started hearing him and uh, a lot of those great songwriters and groups from the 70s, you know, out of Motown and the Delphonics and different things like yeah. that. Then later, MFSB, Donald Byrd, stepping into Tomorrow, Street Lady, all those kind of things like that. All right, Queen's bass. Well, I, uh, I started listening it was with what, uh, what your father was playing in the, around the house. Mm. So I, when I was listening to Nat King Cole, Bud Powell, to whatever he had on the regular player, that's what I was hearing right. all the time. So eventually, when I became a musician, I started listening to Motown, the blues, and eventually got into jazz. Awesome. Okay. Let's check out. I heard all of that, and I think one of the benefits uh, that came out of being raised in Harlem was that it's cross-cultural. Mm. And so some of everyone was there, and you wound up hearing it and participating in it. Right. So that's reflected in our repertoire that is extensive and affords us the opportunity to give an expression to indigenous culture. Mm. That's Absolutely. what we do. Absolutely. Mr. Bates, I wanted to touch with you on something. You said that you've been playing with Chuck, uh, you know, for a long time, even before it was known as <laughs> Higher Energy. <laughs> so I wanted to learn a little bit more about that, like what your experiences was like playing with Chuck even before then. 
Uh, it's been a pleasure over time. You know, we developed, and I guess you play with a musician over time. You basically know how where they're going, or you might know where I'm going, and you sort of lock, feel one another out. It's mm -hmm. almost like you become as one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So were y'all like in other bands together, playing together, or like were you playing like in church? Or? Well, I started. I started in the church. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about 14 years old. I was playing, just playing by ear. So they had no bass. You know, I think it was just a guitar. Me and a guitar player, maybe a drum. <laughs> and so we just hear whatever they start doing. That's, that's when you just jump in. Like that's right. Experience. And over time, I, you know, got to work with different people. Chico Hamilton, Sonny Rollins, Woo! and as time went on, you know. Oh, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well I, well, I can hear it. I can hear the connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, between all, all four of you. And that's really, to me, like, as a musician, it's, like, really important. You know, like, it's, like, it's one thing to, like, play by yourself, you know, and, like, in practice and all that. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a band, you know, you got to make sure you're listening, you know, like, feeling each other yeah. out. There's not much time for thought, you know. It's all about mm -hmm. feel. Yeah, mm -hmm. And I really get that. Well, speaking of, speaking of that, you know, I'm going to direct this at Chuck. You've played with many notable people. Miles Davis, Hank Mobley, Billy Higgins, you know, I mean, <laughs> Melly Moore. So how about you tell us, like, you know, some experiences, you know, like some of your stories. Oh, Especially boy. the Miles Davis one. I'm kind of like, ah! Oh! It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I was in his company. Mm -hmm. But very honestly, no, I didn't really play with him. But I was with Sonny Stitt, hanging out with him because I studied wow. with his father. I had the opportunity of spending some time, which was a very memorable learning experience with Kenny Dorham. Mm. So here I was, this youngster playing with Kenny Dorham, Hank Mobley, Billy Higgins, <laughs> right? Kenny called a tune, didn't say the name of it. As a matter of fact, he didn't call the name, he just started playing. <laughs> no, he didn't. He said, Chuck. And I said, oh my goodness, and I didn't know what to do? Either I, there, I was there or I had to run. <laughs> so I just said, and I dug in. And he just said, just this stone face. But he was patting his foot. And I said, ah, okay, you got to go for it. <laughs> and that's what I've been trying to do ever since. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Can you tell us what the jazz scene was like? growing up during that time? like I was very fortunate being a youngster and I came here to Brooklyn um, <laughs> because there's the blue coronet and that was one of the places where all cats came to play. Um, in Harlem there are numerous places. There was Smalls Paradise, Mitten's Playhouse, mm -hmm. uh, Brankers, you know, and so being there um, you get a chance to rub shoulders you know, mm. with mm. the musicians. Um, well, I have to tell you this real quick story. Yes. We had a counterpart, he was a young cat, and he was playing saxophone. And he was the type that he would always come to the music, hey man, you know how you do this? So they'll be <laughs> on break, and he'll just, yeah. <laughs> so we grew up together, and a couple of years went by, and I ran into him, and he said, Chuck, I got it, man, I got it. I said, what, baby? He said, you just have to play, man. You just got to play. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole big secret,
Everything is all right. Up tight, <laughs> out of sight. All right. That's right. I heard it. I want to ask a question to the drummer now. Um, so you say you are you were born and raised in uh, South Africa. Can you tell me like what your experience was like, like growing up learning music, uh, like during that time? Was it difficult at all? Well, actually, I grew up in the states. Uh, came over to the U.S. when I was about five. Mm. So uh, my musical experience. Uh, I started playing when I was about twelve. So um, I didn't grow up musically in South Africa. Oh, I grew up musically okay. in, in the States. Well, then while you were in the States and you played like drum set and stuff, like were you playing like in like jazz bands growing up? Yeah, yeah, that was my, that's my background really is a jazz background. What were some of your favorite jazz drummers listening to growing up? Oh, uh, <laughs> the masters really, you know, so many, you know, Max, Art Blakey. Yes. Billy Higgins. Yes. You know. The list goes on. Yeah, yeah. Max and, and Art was like my favorite. I was like, yeah, getting that yeah. shovel going yeah. more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's they, the word. They That's each the word. had their different thing that you know drew me to them. Uh, hmm. Max is a real melodic player. Yes, very melodic. And uh, Blakey, you know, really digs in. He really had that drive. Very raw, you know. And I, I really like that raw yeah, energy as yeah, well. Yeah, that's and, right. So, yeah, so depending on what mood I was in, I would drop the needle on in different records. Absolutely. And then a little, little, little Elvin in there, too. Exactly. You know, Elvin, sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, cool, man, cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and percussion is, who are you, like, listening to and stuff like that growing up, like, besides, like, the, the, the cool well, radio stuff that you told us, too? Well, so. like, like I said, basically, you know, blues, you know, because at home, the blues players, the older players, they say play. The younger players say, Lay out for a minute, you know. <laughs> but at home, the, the older players say, just play, you know. And so I grew up listening to a, a lot of that, and you know, my sister really like kind of pulled my coattail, you know. You know, you hear this on the radio, you know, transistor radio was cool then. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> it was it mean, cool. It was that. It was it. it was right, right, right. <laughs> Wasn't nothing else. But uh, the R&B stuff is uh, I kind of like was raised on that, you know. Yeah. I mean, really, you know, uh, in terms of this kind of sound, it's R&B that, that really uh, gave this, these drums life in this, in the, you know, in the States, mm. you know, it's really, you know, it has some in jazz, of course, you know, that's back in the 30s and stuff, you know, they go back in Kansas City, you can see old folks and people playing, you know, a lot of Motown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when did you learn the time to learn all these other, like, Percussion, awesome toys. Well, and I stuff. grew up. My family, we had a group, and that group was together 14 years. Mm. You know, our family and people in the neighborhood. Mm, I used to ask my mother and father, "How could you stand all this music down in the basement?" But they played too. Mm -hmm. but how could you stand all that? They said, "Well, we knew where they were. They were downstairs." <laughs> you know, it's, when you don't hear nothing, it's like, "What y'all doing down there?" You know, where y'all? You know, so kind of lucky. I grew up. Uh, on the road, basically, you know, grew up in nightclubs. Basically, you know, the club owners knew I was too young, so on break, I had to go and sit in the corner, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, during break because you're not supposed to go. It's very strict, like in Kansas City, but it was really strict. I had an afro, I had a beard, <laughs> but they knew I was too young. The, the club owners, you know, but when they wasn't there, anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was it, yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you.
<laughs> Thank you, Mr. Right. Kobe Knight. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting. Yes. Please well, tell us I a little bit about yourself and where you grew up. In an era <laughs> with uh, my neighbor was Cannibal Adley. All right. Nat Adley. Jimmy Heath. Clark Terry. I used to work for Margarita Mays. Hey. My competition was Arthur Price Sock, O.C. Smith. I mean, I was around the mall and I grew up under that era. And they all gave me advice telling me the things that I should do and things I shouldn't do. But I'm so proud to tell you that I had a chance to meet these people and to be around them, so I was really excited about it. <laughs> All right, so you guys worked on three projects together, Up From The Roots, It Feels Good To Feel Good, and Homage. Which was the most memorable making? Uh, I would probably have to say It Feels Good to feel good. Our most recent one. Meanwhile, we're engaged in getting some material together, so we should be coming out with several CDs in the near future. All right. So it'll be posted on the website. We're only too happy to share uh, what we're always excited about. And so band members, you know, what was it like, you know, being on tour and bonding with this amazing gentleman right here? Let's start with you, Chief. Being on tour? Yeah, and playing with Chuck. Well, we're working on that one. Okay, okay, okay. That's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah well, I mean, we was in Long Island, so. Hey, hey, hey. hey that's you can consider that, I mean. And Brooklyn. And Brooklyn. Yeah, we, we, we get there. Yes, we get there. We're very fortunate. Um, there's a promoter that mm -hmm. um, usually gives us a great deal of support. He's right here, as a matter of fact, Mr. George Johnson. We have our dedicated friends there. They come with us all the time. We appreciate you being here always. And so being here in Brooklyn is, is a treat. So what advice would you have for the future musicians coming up? Well. I think we need to really be, they need to be very clear about their intention. Mm. There is a passion, and unfortunately there's the business of music, and then there is a commitment to the spirituality, if I may use that word, the love in doing the music. And so I'm happy to say that we are connected by that commitment to a passion that we have that we're willing to share. It comes out, by the way, in our experience, and please correct me if I'm wrong, with our audience. Mm. Because as I said before, we believe in the healing power of music. Right. And we have seen people come in walking with a cane, and during the course of the evening, see them get up out of their chair and dance. That's right. And when we see that, we know that we're making a contribution. There's no amount of money that can really facilitate that. We still need to get paid, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the bond and that's the commitment. Mm -hmm. And so I would say for any upcoming musician, that the artist, that they should understand that. And we're committed because whenever we get a chance, we have younger musicians play because we need to close that intergenerational gap 
that there's things to be learned to be exchanged and we try to facilitate that to the best of our ability. Oh, that's, wow, that's great. How does that, you know, reflect and mirror your mission statement like through the band, like what you guys are trying to put out there? Well, again, our mission is to make our contribution for the healing process of us all. Mm. Our indigenous inheritance, our ancestors, they danced all day, all night, and we used music and we used art as our healing yes. agent for our, our connectivity. And so that's something that we can uh, activate and give to each other. So that is our commitment. And I'm very happy to say that we're all on the same page with that. So there's a kind of energy that comes out of that. And it's reciprocal. Yeah. Okay, it's, you know, we, we have the, the opportunity to experience a kind of togetherness. Mm -hmm. And we can relate to that and have that manifest through our daily lives. On that note, it's time for tonight's show to come to an end. Aw. But once again, I just want to thank Chuck Fowler and Higher Energy for coming here and just throwing down. All right? So catch this and all past episodes at the Brick TV YouTube page. All right? I'm Norman Edwards, and thanks for hanging with us tonight, Brooklyn. We'll see you next time. Good night. Peace. The B-Side Podcast is produced by Charlie Hoxie, Keisha Alon Cole, Ro Johnson, and Sasha Mathias. Recorded by Onel Moulet and edited by Emily Bogosian. For more information on B-Side and all Brick Radio podcasts, visit brickartsmedia.org slash radio.